Bismillah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Salam, Ala Rasulillah, Wa Ala Ali Sahim Wala, Ama Bad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah. So today, inshallah ta'ala, we're continuing with ayah number 16, in which Allah ta'ala says, Thumma innahum, ba'da'udhu mashashim, Thumma innahum nasarul jahim. Now we should remember that the previous ayah was what? Kalla innahum ar rabbihim yawma idhin lamahjubun. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had just mentioned that the disbelievers will be barred, partitioned from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be blocked from Allah. They will be mahjubun. They will be unable to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in the next ayah, Allah says, Thumma innahum. Then indeed they will be lasalul jahim. They will for sure, without a doubt, be entered into al jahim, into the blazing fire. Now, there's a few perspectives on this, uh, uh, these two ayat together. The number one being uh, uh, barred from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, barred from paradise, barred from the mercy and the joy of seeing Allah Ta'ala, and then on the second hand being entered into thumma, it's for uh, you know, a delay. Then, then after that, once that reality has settled in, then you'll be entered into the fire. One perspective is that this is from bad to worse. It's bad, it's terrible, it's horrible to be prevented from seeing Allah Ta'ala, from going to paradise, but then to follow it up with being entered into the fire, that's even worse. That's one perspective. Another perspective is rather that the worst punishment is mentioned first. That's why it's mentioned number one, because it's the absolute worst. And this I find I actually inclined towards. I think it's actually really a powerful notion to think that the bigger punishment, the worst punishment is being barred from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that you failed to meet your creator, knowing that you were cut off from Allah ta'ala's mercy, from being able to go to paradise. And then the lesser punishment is burning of the fire. Now, either one you take, well, it's, uh, you know, Allah knows best, but one perspective that I, I also think is very fascinating is the idea that it is internal versus external. Prevention from seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is going to burn the person internally, you know, the regret, the disappointment, the frustration. It's not a physical thing, it's an emotional thing. It's internal punishment. So the prevention from seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned first, why? Because that's in your core, in your essence, in your root. You are understanding that you failed completely, that you are deservingly not allowed to enter into the divine presence. And then the second portion is what? The hellfire, this is more external, physical in nature. This is the body being roasted, being burned. So subhanAllah, the fact that Allah Ta'ala goes from deep within the inside that you deserve this punishment of not having Allah Ta'ala's mercy, not being able to be in the divine presence, then going to the physical punishment after that. SubhanAllah, it is truly indeed a, 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 a terrible uh, destination. May Allah Ta'ala protect us and prevent us from such a horrible destination. Then Allah says, Then it will be said to them, and SubhanAllah, again, you get the, con- you get the concept that in addition to the physical and the spiritual torture, then there's the psychological of being asked a question. What? Then it will be said to them, this is what you used to deny. This is the passive, majhul. Uh, it's not yaqulu, because you know, that means somebody is saying. Allah says, it is said to them. What is the implication here? That Allah Ta'ala is not the one speaking to them. Because if it said, thumma yaqulullah, then Allah says to them, right? No, but Allah, what, what did Allah just say in the previous, uh, in two, uh, two ayat ago, in ayah number 15? They are mahjubun, they're cut off from Allah. So it's not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking. Rather, the implication is, and Allah knows best, that these are the malaika, that they are the angels that are saying, what? Thumma yuqalu hadhaladhi, this is that which kuntum bihi tukadhibun, that you, which you were persistently denying. Kuntum bihi tukadhibun. Uh, you know, the fact that the kuntum is there And then in the uh, mudari' present form Tukadhibun means that you were constantly Over and over again When you were convinced of it, you denied it again Then you were, you know, you were reminded of it again You denied it again It wasn't a one-time thing Kuntum bihi tukadhibun You were persistently uh, denying this reality This is very similar to uh, Surah Al-Mulk When Allah Ta'ala talks about how 
the angels will ask questions and will make statements to those disbelievers before they get pushed into the fire. Every time a company is thrown into it, its keepers will ask them, didn't, come, didn't there come to you a warner? Didn't a warner come to you? So subhanAllah, imagine you're standing at the edge of this, 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 this the, you know, you're standing at the edge of this, this fall, and you're looking down underneath, you're seeing this gigantic fire, and you're just about to be pushed, and right before you're bracing yourself for this terrible punishment, there's that psychological little addition. Nobody told you about this? Weren't you warned? Didn't you have any idea this could happen to you? You couldn't prepare for this? Are you serious? Okay, bye. And then, and then the push. SubhanAllah, you can imagine that, that it's just one extra little psychological torture in addition to the physical one. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This is, what makes, this is what makes Jahannam such a scary place. It's that it's not just about the physical, which is horrifying in and of itself. But it's in addition to the fact that you know this is what you deserve, this is what you earned, and that there's that psychological torture as well. And Allah knows best. Then Allah ta'ala says what? Kalla. Absolutely not. No way. Indeed, the record of the righteous are, uh, is in what? Or uh, depending on, you know, uh, but anyway, so it's in this, this area of So, first and foremost, what does this mean? Absolutely no. What is being denied here? You used to deny the punishment? No way. Now you get to see it. Or it could be, no, you disbelievers won't acknowledge where you're headed until you get there, then, indeed, we're going to send you there. No, you're going to keep denying until you get there? Fine, you're going to get there. So it could be kella in that sense. That no, the denial is not going to last forever. Or it could be kella. No, you think these disbelievers are, you could say, uh, uh, like suckers, like they're, they're, they're losers, that they are, uh, you know, uh, low-class people. Why? Because they get cheated in business, right? That was the whole context of mutafifin, that the disbelievers, they keep cheating the believers. They keep cheating those who are, you know, let's say more trusting. And oh, you think this person is just a, a you know, gullible loser because you keep cheating him? And so Allah Ta'ala is saying, uh, and that they're wasting their time with these asatirul awaleen, these fairy tales? That's what you think? Kalla, absolutely not. No way, absolutely not. This is not the case. And then Allah Ta'ala says in, in response that rather, these believers are what? Inna kitab al-abrar, that the book of the righteous, lafi, is certainly in aliyin. And of course, this is uh, very uh, consistent in the Qur'an, this style of switching between tarhib uh, tarhib, the you know, uh, positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. You could say the carrot and the stick, if you will. This, this is constant in the Qur'an. So we were just talking about the hellfire, and alhamdulillah, the next ayat are much more positive. So alhamdulillah, we get to get the... You know, alhamdulillah, this is, this is the way the Qur'an is, to always give you both uh, forms of motivation, because different audiences react differently. Some people, they react more to the fear, and some more to the pleasures of paradise. So this name of Iliyin can be a name of the highest, well, there's a few uh, perspectives. Al-Bara says what? إِنَّ الْعِلِّيِّينَ فِي السَّمَاءِ السَّابِعَةِ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ That Al-Illiyin, uh, uh, where is it? It is in the heavens above, in the seventh heaven above, uh, underneath the throne. Ata in Ibn Abbas, they say, هُوَ الْجَنَّةِ It is paradise. Al-Dahaq says it is Sidrat al-Muntaha. Abu al-Baqa' says that وَاحِدُهَا عِلِّيٌ وَهُوَ الْمَلَكِ So this is referring to the angels. That an Iliyun is one angel, an Iliyin or Iliyun, this is a place of the angels. That's why it's a Jama'a uh, Salim. Uh, it's, it's a plural that is used for people or, you know, sentient things, if you will. It's not Jama'a Kasr. It's not a broken, uh, broken plural, and Allah knows best. And some linguists say what? Uluwun ba'da uluwun wa sharafun ba'da sharafin wa lithalika jumi'at bilya'i wa noon. That it is one uh, honor after the next. Uh, and one, you know, height after the next, and this is why it is given this uh, plural of Salim, the Iliyun or Iliyin. 
Who are the abrar? This is mentioned in Surah Baqarah, ayah number 177, you know, the, the, the famous ayah about uh, what is righteousness. Inshallah, we'll talk about that another day. It's a lengthy discussion. Then Allah says, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا What can make you understand what is this عِلِّيُونَ كِتَابٌ marqum? It is the destination uh, or uh, uh, recorded in a register inscribed. Now, of course, this goes back, if, if you watched the previous, uh, or if you were here for the previous uh, lecture, we talked about how kitab al-marqum could be a reference to two different things. When Allah says, كَلَّا إِنَّ كِتَابَ الْأَبْرَارِ لَفِي عِلِّيِّينَ This kitab al-marqum could refer to the kitab or could refer to the illiyin. I think it makes, uh, Al-Baghwi uh, says what? I have to agree with this opinion that he says that it isn't describing al-illiyun, rather it's describing the book uh, uh, which registers the name of those who reach the amazing heights in paradise called Al-Iliyun. So basically there's a certain area and this is where their book is. And that's where all the names are inscribed of the people that are going to paradise and Allah knows best. Yashhaduhul Muqarrabun, which is witnessed by who? By the Malaika, by the angels. This is one position, one perspective is Al-Muqarrabun is a reference to the angels that are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some scholars say no, it's not the angels, rather it is the soul of the martyrs. Because we know that Allah Ta'ala takes, everybody else they die, they go to Barzakh, Right? And then they get raised up on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, then they go to paradise. But subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His infinite mercy takes those who are shuhada, the martyrs, they get to go and, uh, and witness early. Uh, they get to be in, uh, close to the uh, arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in uh, forms similar to like birds, being able to fly around uh, in, uh, around the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the, you know, you could say uh, uh, early <laughs> uh, treatment, the special treatment, the, uh, you know, a VIP section because they gave their life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala make us Allahumma ja'alna min ash-shuhada ameen ya rabbil alameen. I mean, we all got to die anyway, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is we all got to go. So we might as well die well instead of dying badly. Uh, uh, so uh, yes, may Allah ta'ala grant us such a, a noble um, uh, uh, ranking. Yes. So uh, this verse could be understood that the angels who are near Allah Ta'ala, they are attending or in the presence or, or, or near uh, uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, they are witnessing this inscribed register. Now, why is that important? Now, I thought this was a very interesting perspective. Why would it be important that the angels could see that certain people have their names inscribed going to paradise? Weren't the malaika those who were asking, Ya Allah, why are you going to put Adam Alayhi Salam on earth, isn't he just going to shed blood, right? It's so, the beginning of Surah Baqarah, ayat, what, what, 30, 31, around there, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is telling them, uh, inni fil ardi khalifa, I'm going to make a khalifa, uh, and khalifa could be understood as, you know, khalifa, you know, one generation after the other, that there's going to be a succession on earth. And they were asking what? Why? They're just going to shed blood on earth, they're just going to do evil, right? They're just going to do all sorts of uh, 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 mischief. What's the point of this? And so Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't worry, these angels that were questioning and doubting whether any of you would be good, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is letting them witness that indeed your names are, are inscribed. This is why they had to make sajda, because they recognized that there, the level of goodness of a believer who has free will is always going to be better than the angel who was always forced to be good. So I hope that's uh, pretty straightforward. Another interpretation is what? A reward isn't as pleasurable unless there's an audience to appreciate it. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has placed noble angels to witness the success of the believers. You could be given the greatest reward and you're going to look around and say, Who's, you know, who can I give a hug to? Who can I celebrate with? Right? You, want, you want an audience, right? It feels nice that people, you know, congratulations ceremony, etc. And so Alhamdulillah, you'll have the best of the best, the angels who are congratulating you. Uh, 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 yes. The righteous uh, believers who are near Allah Ta'ala will witness their book of deeds on Judgment Day. So imagine how, what, a, what a joy it will be to know that your name has been inscribed. And another interpretation, what's the benefit of the angels witnessing the record of the believers? Perhaps so that the angels will treat them with love and respect when they take their souls from their bodies. So imagine this. These are the angels that are going to be taking your soul out and driving you towards uh, you know, your destination eventually. They're the ones who are going to be handling uh, all this, right? So you have to ask yourself, do they like me? Do they not like me? 
Do they impress with me? Do they hate me? You know, what, you know how, how are they going to treat me? And so subhanAllah, they already have an idea of you, about you. And they like you in Shalatata. Why? Because they saw, oh, this guy, his name is prescribed, uh, inscribed there, so I have to j- take him out gently. I have to show him like, hey, I know you. I know about your, your history. I know who you are. So subhanAllah, this is going to show a level of love in Shalatata. Hopefully, may Allah Ta'ala make us of those who when we, our souls are taken, it is taken by angels who actually know who we are, know our history, know our uh, record, and inshallah, they respect us and like us, inshallah ta'ala. Ameen, ya rabbil alameen. Yes. Um, then Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْأَبَرَارَ لَفِي نَعِيمٌ This ayah is also mentioned in, ayah, uh, in surah number 82, the surah previous to it, ayah number 13, so it's the exact same wording. إِنَّ الْأَبَرَارَ Indeed, the righteous, al-bar uh, being a, a righteous person, al-abarar, those who are righteous, lafi na'im, that are certainly in na'im. Na'im means, uh, you could say, inconceivable, like just pleasure, joy, bliss, if you will. And subhanAllah, uh, every possible joy will be theirs. Every single one of these people, that lafi na'im, they will just be, and the, the fact that Allah says, it's not that they will be joyful, they will, and so they will be lafi na'im, they will be immersed in it. Like imagine being dunked in it, imagine just being completely submerged in it. This lafi na'im implies what? That it's going to be nothing but pleasure. There are many ayat of the Quran that Allah Ta'ala describes the pleasures of paradise. Allah says, yutafu alayhim صِحَافٍ مِنْ مِنْ ذَهَبٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ 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 الْأَنْفُسُ وَتَلَذُ الْأَعْيُنُ وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ Allah says, circulated among them will be plates and vessels of gold, and therein is whatever their soul desires and what delights the eyes, and you will abide therein eternally. Allah also says, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ no soul knows what has been hidden for them of comfort of the eyes as a reward for what they used to do. Allah also says, Salamun alaykum bima sabartum, Peace be upon you for what you patiently endured, uh, and excellent is the final home. There's so many beautiful ayat that describe what? That describe this unbelievable paradise and this, the, the pleasures that the believers will be in. And this ayah I find is really quite fascinating. Allah then says, Al-Ara'ik means on adorned couches, like very fancy and beautiful couches, implying what? That they're muttaki'in, that they are reclining, relaxing, taking easy. Yanzurun means that they are looking on. Looking at what? That's not mentioned. It's left up to the person to think about it. It can mean that they are observing what? The blessings that Allah gave them. Mulkan kabira, as Allah mentions, uh, I believe in Surah Insan. Allah Ta'ala, your great dominion, you know, your home, your abode, you get to just look at it. Uh, Muqatta says uh, they get to see the punishment of their enemies, all those people who are making fun of them, as we're going to see in these upcoming ayat. They get to look at their wives, servants, foods, drinks, luxurious possessions, their estate, etc. They can look at anything. The moment they want to, it draws near to them. We know, uh, right? That, that if they see uh, a bird flying and they say, oh, I want it roasted and to come right to me, it'll come right there. If they want a, a branch to, to draw near so they can enjoy. And of course, the ultimate is what? Looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is contrasting to the disbelievers who were mahjub. Uh, they were uh, mahjubun, they were barred from looking at Allah Ta'ala. Now, yes, of course, wujuhun yawma'idhin nadira ila rabbiha nadira. Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah 75, which is Surah uh, uh, Qiyamah, Allah mentions what? That their faces will be radiant because they'll be able to look at their Lord. We know that uh, uh, Jarir, radiallahu uh, ta'ala anhu, he says what? خَرَجَ عَلَيْنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ فَقَالْ إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كَمَا يَرَوْنَ هَذَا وَلَا يُضَامُونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ Allah's Messenger وسلم, came out to us on the night of the full moon and said, you will see your Lord on the day of resurrection as you see this full moon. 
and you will have no difficulty in seeing him. Subhanallah. So, you know how if, if, if the Prophet said something like, oh, you see how the sun is so bright? But everybody knows that when you, can't, you can't really look at the sun. It just hurts, right? But subhanAllah, the, the beautiful thing about the moon is that it's so clear. It is so bright, but it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt to look at. And so this is a really beautiful uh, uh, contrast. Instead of saying it's as, you know, as clear as the sun, you're like, the sun, ah, it hurts. You know? SubhanAllah, no, this is something soothing, beautiful. SubhanAllah, uh, so the, what, an, what an incredible analogy. al-a'la. The Prophet also says what? إِذَا دَخَلَ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ الْجَنَّةَ يَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى يُرِيدُونَ الشَّيْئًا أَزِيدُكُمْ that when those who go, the, the people of paradise enter into paradise, Allah, the most blessed and the most exalted, would ask them, do you want anything else from me? And so you can imagine, they get every, every pleasure. They see everything they have. They're enjoying everything. And then Allah says, what else can I get you? SubhanAllah. So this is, you know, one of the things that we always have, always have to remember is what? Hosting, right? You know, uh, when you look at the Asma'ullah, the qualities of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you want to be as best as you can, right? Allah is generous, you want to be generous. Allah is giving, you want to be giving. Allah is merciful, you want to be merciful. But Allah Ta'ala is the best of hosts. You know, and so you want to be a good host as well. Many hadith talk about how being a good host is such a righteous thing. So Allah Ta'ala is asking, anything else? فيقولون, so their response is what? Alam tubayyid wujuhana, didn't you brighten our faces? Alam tudkhilna al-jannata wa tunajjina min al-nar, didn't you enter us into paradise and save us from the fire? And then Allah Ta'ala, seeing that the believers are saying, look, I, there's nothing else. There's every, you've given me everything. I don't, what else? Ya Allah, what else can you give us? Then, فَيَكْشِفُ hijab. Then Allah Ta'ala will remove the partition. فَمَا أُعْتُوا شَيْئًا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظْرِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ عَزَّ وَجَلْ And they'll be given nothing that is better, more beloved to them, than what? Than the ability to look at their master, their Lord, who is the most mighty and the most glorious. There are other hadith about this. There's one hadith that's a bit weak in its narration. It mentions, إِلَيْهِ They will be looking at him. They won't be able to look at anything else. Any, and not, no other pleasures will they look at when Allah Ta'ala is there to be looked at. Until he then covers himself again. But then they'll go home to back to their homes and their lives, but the light of Allah Ta'ala will still be radiating from them. So this is a hadith, again, there's some weakness in the, in the narration, but still the idea is what? That they get these opportunities. They get these chances. Some scholars say it's on Jum'ah, like, you know, imagine you know, every Jum'ah you get these, this opportunity, and then you get, and, and the better or more righteous you are, the closer you are. You get to absorb this light, and then you spend the rest of the time uh, radiating. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, one point that I thought was so beautiful, Think about it from this perspective. Isn't it the case that when you try to watch something, let's say you're looking out the car, uh, looking out uh, the window of a car and you're enjoying the view, or let's say on a train, or let's say on a plane, or let's say watching a show, or a movie, whatever the case is. Usually there's a compromise in terms of comfort and view, right? If you really, really want to get comfortable, you're not going to be able to see very well. But the moment you want to see really well, you have to adjust your body, right? There's always a compromise between these two, usually, generally speaking. Especially think about it, if, if you're driving and someone says, oh, did you see that? Usually you have to, what, what? You have to change your position, right? Because the comfortable position, you don't see very well, right? And then seeing very well, you're not very comfortable. Always a compromise. When Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala is letting you know, you will be reclining in the most comfortable way, and yet you'll be able to see everything. And so SubhanAllah, it's just such a beautiful little detail. Like you really have to pay attention to the, uh, to the detail that you'll be able to see and appreciate everything that's happening on Judgment Day. You'll be able to see your enemies, those who are mocking, those who are disbelieving, you'll see their punishment. You'll be able to see all the different pleasures that are available, and yet you'll be completely, absolutely comfortable. We cannot imagine what Allah Ta'ala has in store for those who love Him. We should always remember. So yeah, another important point here is what? And I'll finish off with this point, inshallah, these, these last few points. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment having so much fun that we forget to take it all in. 
You know, sometimes you're, you know, see, you see kids, you know, they're running from one fun thing to another fun thing. They don't, they don't take a second to appreciate the entirety of it, you know. Uh, when you're having so much fun, sometimes you miss the forest for the trees, as they say, which, is, which means you don't appreciate the larger picture, the large situation, because you're only considering one fun thing after the other, one pleasurable thing after the other. In paradise, this won't happen. You'll both enjoy the specific pleasures, but at the same time, you'll have the ability to sit back and take the entirety of it in and just sort of enjoy. You'll have that peace of mind, peace of heart to really just appreciate all of it altogether, subhanAllah. And another point that I, uh, yeah, I guess the, the, the final point that I want to mention is what? In the akhirah, in the next life, we can enjoy relaxing as passive observers. Allah Ta'ala is saying what? What does this imply? You get to observe, why? Because now you are an observer. Now you get to relax. The implication is what? In dunya, you're not an observer, you're observed. Right? You're not the one just passively watching things unfold, you're making things unfold. In the akhirah, you get to passively relax. Go ahead, sit back, relax, just, just see, enjoy. Enjoy your, enjoy, enjoy your, 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 your uh, circumstances. This is a reminder that in this dunya, we need to feel that we're being watched, we're being judged, and that we need to make a good impression. Oh Allah, I know you're watching me, I want to impress. I want to wake up early, work extra hard, I want to do the right thing, I want to have a good influence, I want to make sure my life has some sort of an impact. Ya Allah, now is not the time to rest. In the akhirah, I can sit back and just enjoy and watch. How unfortunate is it that how many Muslims are what? Yanzurun, sitting back, oh, you know what happened in the news today? You know what happened today? I heard this happen. I heard they're doing this. I heard they're doing that. I heard they're, you know, purchasing this. I heard this company is doing that. Oh, these people are, subhanAllah, you always hear, we're watching, watching, watching. Sometimes you have to ask somebody, brother, you give me the news about what's happening all the time. What are you doing about anything? What's your plan? Oh, nothing. I just sit back and observe. Why? Are you in Jannah already? Sitting on your phone just seeing what, all the updates? No. In dunya, you're supposed to be having an effect. You're not supposed to be just talking about what, what everybody else is doing. You're supposed to be talking about and thinking about what I'm doing because I'm not passive, rather I am proactive. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who recognize the difference between dunya and akhirah. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who can achieve the greatest of pleasures to look at our Lord and to uh, be in the divine presence and to be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Jamdala khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.